good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there, and welcome to Landmark episode 99, the one episode before our, our metric rollover episode of Material Podcast. I'm Andy Anatko, tech columnist of the Chicago Sun-Times. And I'm Russell Ivanovich, developer on Pocket Cast. And before we go on, Andy, 99, hello, <laughs> We actually, we actually, you're going to see a, a different kind of like show today because normally we're in our, our offices, we're our homes, we're like saying, oh, you know, if we go an hour, hour and a half, Russell is not only at Google I.O., he is actually in, he's, you're a squatter now, aren't you? I'm inside the black don't tell us. Exactly. Turns out that that home automation stuff, if you say, hey, Alyosha, unlock this door and do it enough <laughs> times, you will find one that actually works. Uh, Russell's at Google I.O. Uh, I was at a Starbucks in air conditioning. <laughs> Same time. <laughs> Watch, watching it and taking, uh, taking oh, you, you weren't actually in the room? Uh, no, no, no. I was in the, I was in the keynote. I, it's, it was held at the Shoreline Amphitheater again, so sort of big bank seating, um, huge amount of sun. It was like... 22 degrees Celsius here today, which is 60-something, I think, in your weird units. Yeah. Um, we got to sit in the shade, so that was nice. Um, oh, good. Sundar made a big deal about how we, got, we gave you free. We got, we gave you lots of free sunscreen this year because we remember what you were complaining about, your your phosphorescent blue slash green skin not taking uh, the sun. Let me well tell you, yeah, I, saw, I saw a lot of uh, you know Europeans from you know very cold countries like Norway and places like that. They were looking very red this morning. <laughs> And it wasn't just it wasn't just with excitement and anger over <laughs> over the announcements today. Now you, you got you got to tell me what was that for the I, I tuned in like twenty minutes before the start, and there seemed to be some sort of like bubble game happening on the giant triple screen. What was that all about? Yeah, so this is this is starting to become like a Google I/O tradition. Like every year, it seems like they do some kind of game. I think last year it was something to do with paper planes. So you make a paper plane, you toss it. Um, this year they had a website set up where you could go. And I kid you not, you could blow into the microphone of your phone and you could blow bubbles. <laughs> so people all around the world are blowing bubbles and it's coming up on the giant screens they had there at I.O., you know, from Berlin, <laughs> from like Dusseldorf, from like this place, from Mountain View. And then what would happen is roughly every five minutes or so as people are blowing these bubbles, um, basically a game would start. So they'd put half the people on the, the red team and half the people are on the blue team. And then you've got to madly swipe your phone, like swipe, 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 swipe to, to collect these bubbles. And I was on the, the losing team every time, Andy, every freaking time. Just putting you right in your place even before the announcement started. That's not a good way to kick <laughs> off I.O. It was quite interesting to see. I think they had 8,000 simultaneous players. Like a lot of people couldn't load it because obviously <laughs> conference Wi-Fi and like, you know, conference networking is, is not the best, especially when you've jammed all 7,000 people. I think Sundar said 7,000 people were there yeah. in attendance. At the That's a lot of people to provide Wi-Fi and internet to. Yeah, and, and it's cool that they have enough that, that they'll think, oh, why don't we write something cool for people to play while they're waiting? I got to admit, I got to imagine that if like in the last, let's say, 18 to 36 hours, like Gmail lost an um, email for you or you got like the you got like the boot loop problem on your Nexus phone. That's got a sting that you had time to make a stupid little game that will only be played for 20 minutes. You did not have time to make sure that my Nexus 5X was not going to have this sort of this sort of adhesion problem. I don't know. It was a bit fun. It was whimsical. Obviously, the downside is like it probably chewed through the battery. And the one thing you need at a conference, as we all know, is like as much battery as you can possibly spare. So after playing for about five minutes, I'm like, why am I fighting the battery on my phone? Like, why am I doing this to myself? So I, I quit out of the game. <laughs> they probably wanted to like prevent like Twitter and Instagram from getting all the traffic. They want to make sure that you're, but, but Hey, we've got Google, we got G plus kiosks at every third seat here. <laughs> I don't think I had a single mention of Google plus in the keynote. We'll, we'll get to that a bit later, but yeah. I think, I think I saw its logo once. I don't think it was mentioned at all. Yeah. There's, there are a couple of like this. So no mention of, uh, of the watch, no mention of tablets, no mention of laptops. Uh, Chromebook got, uh, 
uh, a good shout out because they're mentioning that, hey, we've got 60% of all the education laptops in the US and that number is only increasing. But maybe that wasn't quite such a glaring, I don't know, a glaring omission because all that is Android O stuff. And it seemed like they had that operating system was not going to be their main focus. They had other bigger things to talk about, maybe broader stuff. Oh my God, someone's trying to break in. Oh no, Andy. Are you so, okay? No, no, we, this is probably a good segue to the next topic. Like I've had so many people ask me like, oh, did you get burnt in the sun? Was it was it toasty? Was it like whatever? And I, I found it funny this year because last year both Yasmin and I went, you know, friend oh of the show. Oh my God, Yasmin, it's, yeah, you've got a Yasmin behind, behind you. Look oh out, goodness. she's got water bottles. She's going to douse you. Funny thing is that Yasmin can't hear a thing Andy's saying because i got headphones in. So this is amazing. Um, I'm just going to invent <laughs> what Andy's saying, Yasmin. So last year, Yasmin was in the VIP section with the VIPs in the shade. And I'm like, oh, very, very amazing, Yasmin. So this year, as a Google employee, Yasmin had to go and sit in the grass at the back in the full sun while us developers got to sit in the shade. So what was that like, Yasmin? Did, did you want to say anything? Yeah. Sorry, yasmin, and ladies and gentlemen, Yasmin. You know, uh, Russell, the message I have to you and anyone else that was in the shade is that, you know, one day, hopefully, you too can sit in the sun. <laughs> you're, you're, I dream of getting some, but... Not just, a, uh, not just but, a Googler, not just a Noogler, you're also one of the groundlings now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But listen, uh, Russell took care of me because you can't see this because it's a audio podcast which everyone's going to be upset about now but i am rocking a pretty awesome hat andy can you explain the hat to us what do that, you see that's a very awesome like uh, slate gray uh, pocket cast app embroidered not one of them decal sort of hats yes yes so um yeah so i saw another googler wearing these on the lawn and i was like what i podcasted with this guy for almost two years now <clears throat> and he didn't even give me a hat or a shirt so what did I do? I demanded one. I demanded one. You know, hilariously, this was the next line in uh, Andy's show notes. He's got, you did get me presents, I was, right? I was going to say, it's, it's too, it's too no, bad, no. Russell, that, that you don't make those in like adult men's sizes. Because you would have I'm said, I'm going to do the cake one. thing to you. I, I brought you a hat as well, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I, got, I got you this nice Android hat. Here it is. It's, and, got, it's got a little green Android man on it. That's okay, but Andrew, you realize he's gonna if, 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 he's gonna if, if you're going to invoke the cake thing, now you have to eat half of that right now during the course of the show. Yeah. Otherwise, it's yeah. not funny. But um, <laughs> it worked out. It worked out. I ran down to the nice shady area that Russell was. It was actually pretty cold and chilly. Did you have to wear a jumper? I reckon the wind was like 10 degrees Celsius. It was freezing <laughs> down there. And so meanwhile, like there's people getting toasted in the back. And I'm, I didn't bring my jumper because I'm like, it's a warm day. Who cares? And I was freezing, absolutely freezing. And for non-Australian listeners, a jumper is like a sweatshirt is what I've learned. So you, there we go. You honestly don't have jumpers here. No, like, listen, wow. we don't want you to jump anywhere, okay? Just stay put, stay put. If you need some help, we'll hook you up. No, but uh, thanks, Russell, for the, for the hat. It was really good. I hope everyone else enjoyed the keynote. And maybe in the future, they might hear my voice. I don't know. Could happen. What, what episode is this, 99? 99. Wow. So we're almost, we're almost at, the, we're almost at the, the biblical Armageddon, <gasps> the ones where people are lining up waiting to, for the end to come because clearly there is nothing can come after 9-9 because there are no numbers up, up other than 99. We're going to be like dru podcast keeper. druids. Yeah. <laughs> Not it. Not it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I will let you all get back to your show. Hey, can you Yay. give us the, the closing line? Can we get you back on the end of the podcast to do the... Uh, I will, yeah. I'll come on the end, end. Yeah, we're good. Awesome. awesome. We might call on you for comment as well. <laughs> so for those that you don't know, obviously, 
Yasmin used to be on the podcast. She now works at, at the Google. They stole they stole her from us, and she can't comment in any official capacity. So unfortunately, she can't be on the show to, to give you her thoughts on on Google I/O because you know they're just her opinions. <laughs> we, you know, speaking of Tina, kids. Andy, we should we we should really get to it. This is this is the thing people are excited. Okay, about. But, 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 but we we didn't answer the question of what did you see Yasmin. Even when she was she was not a Googler, like get, got me this beautiful Android uh, Google I/O uh, 2016 uh, Android that I now has a, has having Shout a lovely place on my sideboard, as though it's the love child of my R2D2 cookie jar and my Wall E Eve uh, animatronic thing. So yes. if there if there's a 2017 one, I'm saying that you're in a good position to buy one and mail it to me. That's so, what I'm okay, I'll tell you about the developer swag because people seem to care about this, Andy. You get to the uh, drink bottle because you know they don't want you using like lots of plastic bottles. That's a cool idea. <laughs> and you get sunscreen because obviously it's hot. Uh, you, you get a pair of cool cool shades as well, you know, to protect your eyes from from all the dangerous UV that's out there. And in terms of free stuff this year, they announced right at the end of the no, I think it was in the developer keynote actually, which I'm not sure if you saw, but that each of us was going to get a Google Home because they're, they're trying to push their whole voice assistant thing. So every developer there is get a, gets a Google Home, and I believe $500 of some kind of cloud credit, maybe $700. Could have that figure wrong. Wait, do we get a Google Home? You're also too? getting a photo album, aren't you? Yes, so we'll talk about that later. we can talk about that later. Mark. Okay, <laughs> the, the sooner we read an ad, the sooner we can talk about the keynote, what Google wrote and did. Yes, so this special material live from the Plex is brought to you by Linode. They're our first sponsor. Um, Linode gives you fast, powerful hosting for your projects that you can set up in just seconds. They have easy-to-understand tools that let you choose the resources, the Linux distro that you want, and their plans start at just $5 a month. That gets you one gigabyte of RAM in the Linode cloud. So some quick things. You might be thinking, ah, you know, what, what kind of things can I do with a Linode server? You could run a private Git server. You could host a large database. You could run a mail server. You could powerful applications. You know, we heard a lot about you know, cloud stuff today. If there's things you want to run in the cloud, Linode is definitely someone you should consider. Um, and they've got so much more. So if you want to find out more, um, if you're keen to get that one gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, or you want to go all the way up to 16 gig for $60 a month, no worries. Linode has you covered. You want to go to linode.com slash material, L-I-N-O-D-E.com slash material. You'll not only be supporting us, but you get $20 towards your first plan with them. Seven-day money-back guarantee. Nothing to lose. Linode.com slash material. Or you can use the offer code material2017 at checkout. We want to thank Linode so much for supporting this show. Yes, thank you so much, Linode. Okay, before, before we get into details, here's some like broad stuff. I really, I, it occurred to me that uh, they were talking about a lot of really cool stuff that was brand new. A lot of stuff that if I were not so busy managing three windows between uh, watching it the live stream, taking notes my outliner, and occasionally making snarky or informative remarks on Twitter. It's like, I need to go to this resource to see if I can use this feature yet. But all of them, they seem to be, they're, they seem to be really smartly making a consistent message throughout. Uh, actually, first first off, I was keeping count of how many uh, women executive and manager, executives and managers they had on the stage. I counted five, and I think that was either half or close to half the number of speakers they had on the stage, which is really, really a great number for them to hit. Uh, I'm, I'm used to I'm used to a lot of these these uh, big big uh, tech company keynotes where and now presenting the same four white guys that we bring out every single year since <laughs> 2003. About a certain uh, fruit company, would you, Andy? That we we don't mention on the show. I, I think you're definitely correct, Dora. And the other thing is, you also don't notice a lot more people of color as well. Like you don't see the typical white guys. You you do tend to see a lot more diversity from Google, and that is not you know people they bring up on stage for the sake of it. This is like this is their management. Right. This is the the product managers and the you know the the people at the top of like a lot of these different projects that they bring up, and I, I think that's really encouraging to see because it 
it gives you that diversity both in opinions and views and things like that. And it does tend to lead to, to better products. So, yeah, I, I kind of, you know, I looked at it and I'm like, yes, go Google. And the other massive impression I got at the start of the keynote sitting in it is they, they hammered home. Like the first thing they hammered home was machine learning, machine learning, AI, AI, machine learning, machine learning. I've, I've heard all those terms at previous um, keynotes from Google. This, this time, more than ever, I felt like that's the thing they put front and center. They're like, you know, the mobile revolution, that was a thing. But now we're in the age of, you know, AI and machine learning. And from Google's perspective, at least, and what they were telling us in the keynote is this is where they're now focusing, like, all their attention. Yeah, they're saying uh, Sundar uh, was the cl- opener and the closer, and he basically opened the the event and closed it with the same f- f- phrase. I think that we've all gone from a mobile-first world to an AI-first world. And the impression that I got is exactly what you said. It's like, it's like Apple in... 2006 or 2007 talking about multi-touch where it's not as though we have this product and it has multi-touch it's like no heroes everything we're going to be talking about without really making a big deal of it will involve how multi-touch makes this thing more awesomer yeah right, uh, right and, to the end of the keynote andy where they actually announced their own hardware like the, the concept of a tpu you know but your cpu you've got your gpu but now you need some specialized right. hardware to do yeah, basically to do machine learning stuff on. And what they found is that if they custom build this hardware, it can be like a lot faster than some of the highest end GPUs. And like GPUs are crazy fast for doing graphical stuff. So that's that's something impressive. Like I don't I don't work in that field. I'm not super familiar with how it works. But I know if anything, when you've got data sets that are that you know physically large, you you need a lot of processing power to churn through them. And that's something Google's pushing as well. They're like, now we sell these things in the cloud. You know, you can buy yourself some some compute units. Yeah, they're talking about, a lot about that. Uh, this is a developer uh, developer conference. This is so they're talking to developers and trying to get developers interested in whatever, however, however many brain cycles you have to work on something cool. We would like you to do Google stuff on Google stuff as opposed to another Facebook app or another one of these. So they're talking about how uh, they've got this. They've they've always had the the tensor, TPU TensorFlow processing units. They made a big deal that they're making and the last year's generation. Uh, where do I have it? I think I've uh, it was mostly optimized for training the AI. Uh, this year's generation is optimized for both training and actual intelligence. Uh, and pointing to look, every time that you use Google services, you are essentially lighting up some of our TPUs, uh, and also making uh, making it clear to developers that hey, look, this is part of Google App Services. That if you want to host your apps here, this is part of the intelligence you can work on. Uh, also making a big point about how we've now we've got uh, Google a new thing called Google.ai, which is using artificial intelligence to help an artificial intelligence learn how to learn. So that if, for instance, you are freaking genius when it comes to medical science, but you know just a little bit about software development and a tiny bit about AI, now you don't have to become as big a genius about machine learning because Google.ai will help will, will be the tool that you can create the AI you need to apply your expertise and create these wonderful tools. As a matter of fact, it ended with uh, a, a high school student, a really nice, really cool, sweet video, a uh, high school student who just did the great thing that all of us who are nerdy high school students remember that suddenly you just get obsessed with this one cool thing and re- racing home at the end of every school day because he wants to learn more about TensorFlow uh, and creating tools that uh, hopefully could diagnose certain forms of cancers. Uh, I think the, the, the subtle subscript there, really, really subtle. I didn't really hammer this as mentioning that, hey, my parents are immigrants. Uh, and uh, I hope I have that I hope I have that line. I may, I may not have uh, pasted it from from uh, uh, from uh, Twitter, but a really good line said that, you know, if you 
basically that is how important it is to help people. If you if you help people, you can help things forward. And of course, uh, Google let <laughs> brought brought gave him a free ticket, I think, to Google I/O, and also uh, brought in their parents and got got let them have a stand up and say, "Hey, are they, isn't everything cool?" So yeah, so it's not only the AI they're putting they're baking into their own products, but helping other people to bake AI into their product their third party products as well. Yeah, so they were pushing that on a number of fronts. They were saying, you know, TensorFlow, we open sourced that, I believe last year or the year before, it's been open sourced for a little while. And now they're trying to build new APIs on top of that. So I believe they said they're at version 1.2 of that now. They're trying to simplify it um, and they're trying to put it in the hands of, I guess, more people that, because I don't know how many of our listeners have ever looked into the machine learning side of things, but it really is the stuff of PhDs at the moment. You know, you've got to study, you've got to study, study really hard. You've got to figure out, you've got these immense sort of data sets and you've got to get your head around the fact of like, all right, now I have to build this, this system for analyzing these data sets and getting it to learn from it. And I've been doing development now for 15 years, I think. I, I don't know the first thing about machine learning. Like I know some of the high level concepts, but if you sat me down today and you're like, okay, let's do some machine learning, I would I would have to do the same thing that kid did is go off to YouTube, go off to resources, like read some stuff. So I think pushing that into the hands of more people in the same way that I guess for, for those of us that are, have been in the industry long enough to remember what mobile development was like before things like the iPhone and Android came out, it was really incredibly complicated. Like to get you know a piece of code onto a phone was like, oh my goodness, the steps you had to go through and the things you had to know and the low-level frameworks you had to learn and the custom development you had to do for every single device that was different to another device. And then the iPhone came along and a year later, I believe Android came out and that completely changed. Like these days you get, I've, I've met some kids at um, a school in Canberra, I believe the year 10s. And these kids, they, they get some Mac laptops, you know, they get a few lessons from their teacher who's an amazing guy. And suddenly they're making apps. You know, and I'm looking at that, I'm like, whoa, like, you know, only weeks later, these, these kids are making up. So we, if we can do the same thing, I guess, from Google's perspective, if they can do the same thing for AI, that's something else. You know, the, the applications that we can see for that in 10 years. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Yeah, it really is the sort of uh, we don't we don't want to own the concept of fishing. We want to teach lots and lots of people how to fish, and that's how Google can be responsible for helping feed everybody. There, there's it really I, I got to say it really was a very powerful aspirational keynote. And let's let's not uh, let's not be drinking the Kool Aid here. Every single thing in one of these keynotes is not not coincidental. It's not accidental. Uh, I don't know. It might be cynical to say that. Oh well, oh, let's get that kid over here and immigrant parents. I'll eat that crap up with a stick. And, but <laughs> but still, it's they did a really. They, they if uh, there's a rumor that Apple is going to be introducing a new like super premium iPhone, the iPhone eight won't be like the same price as the iPhone seven, but the new features they're going to make a super deluxe version that cost a thousand dollars more. What a, that, that'll put Apple in an awkward position if we're going to do. Let's do an A B comparison between all the things Google was talking about, and we'll get to some more that really awesome stuff <laughs> but, and, but their, their big thing is now if you if, if you if you said that gee, gee i can spend 900 dollars for an iphone but i really wish i could spend 1100 dollars for an iphone with a ceramic <laughs> case to it we will take your money <laughs> like oh <laughs> well, they, but, uh, they dropped an interesting figure on us i believe this is somewhere towards the start of the keynote when sunda was still talking two billion active android devices are out there in the world active, and i believe right. from google's perspective the way they measure active is actually devices that can access the google play store so we're not even talking about forked versions of android you know that are, that are made by various manufacturers that don't have the google play store this is this is super active. old and obsolete ones that yeah. can't access google play that's yeah, basically exactly. a, not it's not the uh, uh, well, in my twitter feed there were a lot of people who are boost who are fans of apple and i don't mean that in, in a negative way talk about how yeah but how many how many of those are running <laughs> are they going to be proud of the 20 percent fig figure of how many people are actually running the latest version of android and that's a fair thing to say but 
it's Android is such a big sort of world that you don't it's not all about the people running the latest phones and the latest software. But if you're running the Google Play, if you got a, a phone that can run the access Google Play, you've got something that is at least in the pack of modern yeah. Android. Yeah. So oh, sure. and, as a developer, I can tell you that if something has access to Google Play, it has access to something called Google Play Services, which is a framework that Google bakes in and they distribute that outside of the the carriers. So Samsung doesn't determine when you get an update to Google Play services. Google does. And inside there is tons and tons of different components that we use that are shipped outside of the US, uh, the US, the OS, I should say, for, <laughs> for that for that very reason, because Google knows that, you know, there's manufacturers and updates are hard and whatever, whatever. But if we can ship this thing to people, then as a developer, all I have to sit down and say is, okay, I need this version of this thing called the support library. I need this this version of uh, you know this Google Play services, and once I have those two things, you know, if you run Android 4.4, I don't care. Like you don't have to be running Android 7. Like API wise, it, it looks the same for developers, and that, that's that's some of the cool things that I guess some of the Apple boosters don't don't see sometimes that you tend to yeah. you know see at Google keynotes. And it's not it's not prejudice. It's just the world that they know. They're they're used to there is a if they're going to get a new version of the camera app, if they're going to get a new uh, new features in the keyboard, uh, if they're going to get a new uh, version of Apple Music, it's going to come through an update to the operating system, and probably going to be the annual end of year uh, update to the operating system. It's not the sort of thing where I've bought. <laughs> it's not the sort of thing where I can just simply download the latest keyboard. Now I can simply download the latest camera whenever it becomes available. Uh, I did. I, I did get, but I know that people are dying for actual details, so we'll, we'll move on. But uh, I, <clears throat> I was in a lot of different uh, conversations. I, 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 I didn't get my lunch until after the keynote. So about 4 p.m. Uh, East Coast time. And so I went from the Starbucks with the free Google Wi-Fi to the Wendy's <laughs> to like get down to like a Baconator burger and a, and a soda. Meanwhile, I'm trying to respond to some of the Twitter stuff that was happening. Uh, and there are a lot of people who are like, I'm tw- I'm, tr- I'm not being very editorial because I uh, on Twitter this afternoon because I don't have time to do anything. But simply, this is what I've just heard. This is what I think it means. And I'm going to tweet it out. And a lot of people were saying, gee, maybe it's time for me to check. Out. I'm, an, I'm an iOS user. I always thought that Android was but now it sounds as though you're saying that it's now <laughs> past triple Z. It's now quadruple A in terms of how much it's advanced. And now I'm like, do I do I need to? Am I now like, have I gone from being Johnny Appleseed to being Johnny Android Seed? That I'm the person who like <laughs> inspires people to check out Android. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I get a bit of that in my timeline as well. Like I get the weird part is I get people following me who are really, really into Apple, and I get people following me who are really into Google. And sometimes the ones that are the most passionate on either side of that sort of fence, they're really offended when I post about the other side. They're like, oh, yeah, but this and that. And, oh. But then I'll say something about the other side, and they'll be like, oh, yeah, right on, totally. Like, yeah, how bad are those other guys? And, yeah, I'm, I'm really not into that. But we should... We should get to all the amazing announcement because there's a lot of stuff, Andy. And here's a, and here's a here's a nice way to transition to that. Uh, one comment that I made was, uh, as I think one of the most incredible and really gave me a warm feeling inside. I'm not being sarcastic. Was Android Go, uh, which is a super slim, a, a optimized for cheap devices version of Android O that's going to be shipping in 2018, and it's optimized specifically for inexpensive phones uh, with the base metric as defined by Google being phones that have a gigabyte of RAM or less. So new phones will ship basically configured to run Android Go. And it's not they've made a sort of a dumbed-down version. They've simply made a version that is more aware that here is a phone that costs $50, which means that they couldn't afford to, the manufacturer couldn't afford to put four gigabytes of RAM in there. So this can run in as little as 512 megabytes of RAM. Uh, Also, understanding that by and large, 
the market for super, super cheap Android phones are places, uh, parts of the world where, uh, for uh, for example, data plans are also super, super expensive. So these things are optimized to run uh, slim down versions of YouTube, slim down versions of the Google app to make uh, that, that load a lot, lot smaller. Uh, and also the, give, introducing some APIs so that third parties can make their own slim down versions of Go apps. Uh, Facebook and Skype have are also, either they've actually... Sh- done it already or they've said no we're going to have that ready by the time it ships so that's yeah. that's 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 how you make the world a better place make yeah. sure that you don't have to be a member of the 900 hundred dollar phone club to have access <laughs> to to modern technology and, yeah. and, and the I play mean, store google's been pushing that for a few years now as developers we've heard constantly like you know you need to make your apps better on low bandwidth you need to make your apps smaller like right down to trying to get like the actual apks that the things that install onto your phone under 10 meg because they're pushing into you know, places like India, places like China, like uh, lots, lots of Indonesia and like parts of Asia as well. Because at these places, they they have access to the phones. They they can get it like a forty dollar phone or a thirty dollar phone or whatever. But they have access to you know sporadic network connections and things like that. And Google's like, well, when when you're in this situation, you need to make sure your app works properly. And not, I know that benefits them as well, having more devices out there. But I generally believe that they're trying to get you know these mobile operating systems into the hands of more people for both profit and like altruism, like at the same time. You can make money, but you can you still be doing the, the opposite of doing evil. Uh, but let's talk about the, the stuff that I was really, really excited about. Google Photos. Oh, yes. my God. The the improvements they made that were also happening to mention, hey, this is why we are we are an AI company. Uh, the, they they almost offhandedly, just while in the AI section, not in the Google's Photos section, saying, well, here's a picture of, you took a picture of your, your daughter. She's playing baseball. She's at bat. You took a, a picture from the other side of the, of, the, uh, of the batting cage. And so you've got this big lattice, uh, this chain link fence between you. Said, oh, well, we know we know what your daughter looks like. We know what a chain looks friends like. Fence looks like. Bip. Now we've removed the chain link fence. It looks like a perfect photo. And that's that was you. you, you the, the biggest applause that uh, that got the live audience of, of developers was when they said, "And now Kotlin is an officially supported language." But that was that was me. Was like, oh my god, the abs- automatic obstruction removal. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll Google Kotlin next. <laughs> Well, this is something that uh, I believe Adobe launched in Photoshop, the the client-side version of it. So the whole idea was look at the rest of the photo and try and take things out. And Google's is a completely different approach. They're like, well, we don't need to look at the rest of the photo. Like, we know what a tree looks like. We know what mountains look like. We have tons and tons of data. What if we can just remove this fence? And that's that's some next-level stuff. Because often what you got with the Photoshop tool is it would try and find patterns. And so you'd go to remove the fence that's, you know, obstructing your daughter there. And then suddenly it would repeat part of the hill. And to us humans, like, that looks really unnatural. Like, a hill does not repeat itself in that fashion. But to Photoshop, it's like, well, that's... That's I think that's what I need to do. So they they said that's not rolling out straight away. You know, it's it's I believe it's about a month or two away. Coming but, soon, yeah. Yeah, but when that rolls out, if that works, um, I I tend to believe that it will because a lot of stuff that's been rolled into Google Photos. I don't know about you, Andy, but I've been continuously impressed. Like the way it can find people, no matter what angle they're in, it'll find them in the background in a photo of like another shot. It'll yeah, just the kind of things it can do is just amazing. And not only that, but the principle of Google Photos is that it's it's nice to have a photo editor that has a tool that says remove that chain link fence but what google photos is all about is saying we we're guessing you don't want that fence in there so we're going to 
give you we're going to save the regular photo but we're also going to automatically optimize one and put this in these the, the assistant said oh here's here's some versions that we made for you that maybe you might like and so many of the other features are exactly like that they have a a, a feature that looks magical uh called they're, they're calling it suggested sharing i didn't know when it's going to ship i assume it's going to be the same time as uh, obstruction removal by the way all this is going to be working on the android version of the photos app yeah. the ios version of the photos app and so what it will do is it will identify any really good photos quote unquote and so that well here there's a there's a picture of uh there's a picture of terry it's well lit it's in focus uh she's smiling she's facing the camera instead of it trusting you to find this picture and do something with it we're going to call this to your attention through both uh, android notifications and also again that little bin in the photos app that says we have things we want to tell you and we'll just say hey this is a great shot of terry do you want to share it for instance do you want to share it with her wife susan whom you're also friends with uh, and so without having to do that sort of stuff manually to just be reminded that this is an awesome picture and also you you're at this party and four of your friends were also at this party so do you want me to automatically create a shared album of hey this is this is uh, uh this is uh, d'artagnan's uh going away party and now everybody's automatically contributing excuse me with their permission this it's not doing anything without informing you but basically saying like like a good assistant would do saying that not saying, hi, here's the pile of 500 pictures that you took. I have highlighted 20 of them that you might want to look at again. Here's they're saying, hey, that's a great picture of Terry. Or, hey, a lot of you, you took a lot of great pictures at that party. So did a lot of your friends. Do you want me to automatically create an album that everybody will just automatically share to just by touching a button saying, yes, I would like to share this stuff with this party album. That is rarely, oftentimes we see these uh hugely aspirational demos during a keynote saying that well, like like the, a lot of the developer AI stuff like saying we're creating new models so that people can diagnose cancers which is great and aspirational but I have never been in a position where I've taken out my phone and wish gosh I really wish that I could have MRIs here that I could automatically diagnose blastomas without having to send it to somebody but the idea of I have a thousand pictures. It's I love Google Photos. I've I've actually now bought a terabyte of storage just to manage Google Photos because it's so useful. But the ability to have an assistant say, "This is a great picture. What's what is it doing? Just like sitting on in your in your directory." Uh, they also have a, they also added a shared libraries, another thing that's going to be yeah, that's again I've wanted for a long time. Like we we hacked that together in our family by having a like a shared Google account. So my wife and I share one. Every single photo we take goes in there, but it's a little bit clunky. And so now they've said, hey, we recognize that people want to share photos with each other. Perhaps you even, you know, you have a partner or, you know, you have people you, you like to hang out with. If you want, and it's all permissions-based again, like they have to accept, you have to send. But if you want, you can link your libraries. And the cool thing about it is the the the, the implementation that would make the most sense and that would be the easiest to do would just be like, Andy and I link our libraries. We see each other's photos full stop. That would be cool. That's an interesting feature. But the way they did it, you can do that. You can also say, you know, only from this date. But the really interesting one is you can say, okay, only share with Andy pictures I take of, let's say, Yasmin and Micah's dog. And if those those two things are in a photo, Andy gets them. Otherwise, he doesn't get the photos. And that is really cool. That's that's how you get people to maybe it's going to be hard to get someone to switch from iOS to Android. But oh, my goodness, how quickly can you get someone to switch from Apple photos to Google photos by saying that, by the way, every time you take a picture of your family and we, we've, you can control who's defined as your family, it will automatically become part of your spouse's library, too. Not just here's a shared thing, uh, a shared 
album that you have set up and now people have to be reminded it exists but no it will be when there's new additions of uh, of of your kids or your dog uh that you take a picture with your phone the your your spouse your partner will get a notification saying oh by the way here are photos that have been added to your partner's library that fit the qualification just select the ones you actually want to add or don't even select them. Let, if you let's go nuts, and we'll just simply automatically add them. That's the sort of thing that the first time that I happen to be using Google Photos on my phone, and someone is like shoulder surfing and saying, "What did that app just do?" And I tell it what, what it does. The next place they're going is to download the Photos app for their phone. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, I have a lot of faith in the Google Photos team, just because so much of the stuff that they implemented, like it just works. Like it, well, it's funny actually. In one of the demos, like one of the, one of the things he was showing up didn't work. To be fair, like that's a few months out from release but it was pretty funny to, to see him like try a few times and then just be like ah, don't worry about it we'll just select a bunch of photos if you're watching it later i guarantee you that, that like apple they'll probably they'll probably edit that out which i, I always find amusing because as a developer when you're sitting in the conference you're like i know what happened there <laughs> yeah that <laughs> I, I i can imagine just so much of of uh, the the uh uh wwdc apple keynote is just in two weeks a little bit more than that i just imagine Okay, I guess I'm not going to the cookout on Sunday. I guess that we're going to be ter- we're going to be making sure that we don't look like idiots for showing. And now we have a new version of Photos where you can add captions to things. It's like, ah, oh, dang it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just there's so I, I, again, I, I know that I, as a fan of these. Pe- I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. I was going to say the the other thing that we should quickly mention. I don't want to even dwell on this at all, Andy. Is they announced photo books, which I'm like, that's nice. Oh, right. I, I yeah. do like making books of photos, but as a keynote feature, I, I don't know. It felt a bit out of place. It was it was interesting. Also, the and the idea here is once again the, the continuing the message of people. I think that the, the 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 keynote of this section of the keynote was stop being an awful person, meaning someone who like, oh my God, I just took a really great picture of my breakfast. I'm definitely going to be posting that. Meanwhile, here is a picture of like your kid walking for the first time that your mother has never seen because you took it, you got excited and you forgot about it. And so that's part of, uh, so it's photo books that will print for 10 bucks, a soft cover edition that looks like, it looked like, like the size of a 10 inch EP, which Andy, you could say that it looks like it's 10 inches on a side, but I, I, I have seen a 10 inch EP. EP. That's what it looked like. I, uh, my, my first album, Joe, later, like, what, what an Joe Jackson, Look Sharp. It was my first real album. Uh, my first real album defining myself as a cool person with his own taste in music, even though he was Joe Jackson was incredibly popular at that point. But I digress. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, but I was trying to I needed to I need to go back and re-listen to that part of it because it sounded as though you can't right now. If it will be automatically generated, we'll say, hey, here was here's a good here's a great idea for an album for you. Again, <laughs> D'Artagnan's going away party, and here's like. 80 photos that look like they will they'll hang together really nicely or here's a picture pictures of all your kids throughout the next five years last five years it doesn't it, i think they mentioned that you can customize those in a later iteration of this feature right now the system will just simply present you with a album that you could then click a button get charged 10 bucks and you'll get a, a either a nice soft cover or for 20 bucks a nice hardcover edition of it uh, i'm looking forward to your report on it because that was one of the freebies you got didn't you, <laughs> didn't you get a code for a yes, free uh, we got a code for book? one free photo book I, i'm gonna try it out i mean I, the thing i do like about it is the albums they tend to be build tend to be good so i'd, I'd like to think that 
it'll put together a fairly book, good book. Maybe move a few photos around your print. I, I mean, that's yeah, it, it's photo books. There's not much more to it. The the other big thing they were talking about, which I believe launched last year, was the Google Assistant. Um, the the two bits that really interested me here, Andy, and you've also highlighted them in in bold, so that must have interested you too. Is <laughs> it's now available for iPhone, which I thought was interesting, maybe inevitable, but interesting, and the Google Lens side of it, like OMG. that. OMG. Yeah, we, we've seen a lot of people play with this technology where you basically you point your phone at something and it's like that's a pen, that's a cat, and you're like. Well, that's all right. But this was like can next we, can level. We, can we say that a, a feature that was first debuted, of course, on the Amazon Fire Phone <laughs> four years ago. <laughs> oh, but, such a successful phone. It's, it's pretty much launched it into the stratosphere. But this, the idea of this is, no, you're outside a shop. So you, you're pointing it at a shop window, and it's like, yeah, okay, I know what this shop is. I also know the opening hours. I know the menu. I know, like, all these other things. And then you point it at the next shop. Then you point it at, like... I don't know how, and it's like, oh, I know we can buy one of these. And so. But yeah, the, the 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 tagline that they that I duly and responsibly wrote down because again, I am an, at, when I'm taking notes during these things. I am I'm sometimes accused by idiots of you're just you're just communicating you're just repeating what what the what Google PR says. In this one case, until I write my column tonight, yes, I am just the there. But it's a good line that lens uh, Google Lens means having a conversation with Google Assistant about what you see, uh, and one of the demos that they were showing it was a can demo it wasn't they didn't actually show it off but you're you're walking down the street and you see uh I'll, I'll translate it to things that i know about so i'm walking down the street and i see in a marquee one of the local uh theaters uh that scritty politi is playing uh next tuesday it just simply says next wednesday scritty politi and so i can just simply get the camera app and activate google google lens uh, and just point it at this thing and basically saying assistant here's what i'm looking at let's have a conversation about this it will discover that okay scritty politi here's the name of the theater here's the date and then well what i keep that was a long time ago is scritty politi a band that i liked when i was a kid or and then it will play me some scritty politi music and say oh no that, that, oh no that's a band that my sister liked that's why it was familiar but if it were joe jackson it would then tell me uh, here is uh, it will say okay great here's what here's when he's here's actually when he's playing uh, here's where you can buy you want to buy a ticket great tap this button buy a ticket and then we'll add something to it uh, I just overall I won't get into everything about, about uh, the improvements to Google Assistant but so much of it is just all about really great demos. Uh, and so, <laughs> what you can't see is Yasmin is behind us giving us the. Uh, which I could see for the last five minutes. People... I need to acknowledge. Will you please stop waving your hands? I've seen it. I just can't stop recording and saying, Hi, I know we're short on time. I'm wrapping it up right now. Please don't make me waste more time by saying out loud, Yes, I know I'm wrapping it up right now. Yes. So, th this feature was really impressive. If people can go to the website, they can check it out. I, we. We should get to the, I have to say, at least one minute of something about Kotlin, Andy, because I got massive applause from the audience. But before I do, we do have a second sponsor. Uh, this episode of Material is also brought to you away. Uh, your luggage shouldn't cost more than a plane ticket. And that's why Away makes smart premium suitcases for just under $300. Um, the different kind of things you can get, the carry-on, bigger carry-on, the medium and the large. And they have nine great colors for you to choose from. So Await suitcases feature patent-pending compression systems, uh, which is great if you're an overpacker, like I hear Yasmin is apparently, along with four 360-degree <laughs> spinner wheels. Um, they're compliant with all the U.S. major airlines, you know, while still maximizing the amount you can They've got the TSA locks that, you know, you Americans seem to be so obsessed with. And they have a removable washable laundry bag too, so you can separate your clean clothes from your, I love they call them worn ones, the dirty ones. You can separate them from the dirty ones. So... Uh, this is uh, you might want to check this out. You know, this might be for you. The other cool feature is USB ports. You know, we all have devices that need charging. They've got chargers built in, which is kind of cool. So if you want to find out more, you go to awaytravel.com slash material and you want to use the offer code material at checkout and you'll get twenty dollars off one of their suitcases. So that's awaytravel.com slash material 
and the offer code material to get $20 off. And we want to thank Away so much for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. Yes, thank you so much. Now, uh, uh, often uh, we open up by saying yes everybody wants to know what freebies you got uh but uh, it's no mis- it's no uh, wonder that you did get uh, everyone you, you are getting a free google home yeah. they spent they spent a lot of time not even necessarily saying here's a brand new piece of hardware there isn't a new piece of hardware but underscoring here are great things we are now making google home do yeah so one, one, and again us only thanks people one of the cool things is i got a lot of tweets from people that the google giveth and the google taketh andy because what happened is they announced that they're coming to i think five new countries australia is the only one i know so i'm like yes google home officially in australia that's cool you don't have to do hacks to you know to make it work anymore and then in the very next breath they're like oh we're now going to enable basically calling so if you want to call people directly using either your phone number or a private number you can just talk to google home it'll call them directly and then they're like only in the US. I'm like, oh, Google, not again. We've done it again. <laughs> it does seem like a cool feature, though. You, you can talk directly to the home and you can make phone calls, which I guess if that's your thing, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah, and as, as with everything else, they're using that as a, as a way to explain, here's how good our AI is, that uh, the, uh, demo, the demo of new features was given by... Uh, I should have highlighted his name, uh, but the, sorry, Rishi Chandra, who's the vice president of home products, and he just simply said, okay, okay, okay Alyosha, uh, call mom. And one of the new features is that now free like telephone voice dialing, hands-free dialing, meaning you get free calls throughout the U.S. and Canada. That's cool enough. But the point of the demo was that all he said was call mom, and it realized the AI could not not only recognize the words, not only attached the word mom to a phone number, but also realized that, okay, there are a couple of people in the house, and uh, he called, he, he called re, the, excuse me, the Google Home called Rishi's mom and not his wife's mom, yeah. uh, which is pretty darn cool. Uh, they also, add, also had a proactive assistant so now this might be a bad thing. Like this might be a bad thing. We always say that the uh, Google features are uh, the intersection between awesome and creepy. Now a Google Home can initiate a conversation if there's something important that you need to know, such as oh, like, Andy, hello. When the- was the last time you showered? No, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they, they've also added odor detection, or at least the, a camera that looks that sees the lines of whiff coming off of me uh, in my office. But yeah, just the idea of saying that oh, I I, I know that I was going to remind you about this, but traffic on I ninety five is hard horrendous if you want your kid's soccer game is 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 you're gonna be late there if you don't leave in the next 15 minutes uh and also visual responses uh so that you can say you can if it needs to show you something like you say what's how do i get how do i get to my kid's soccer game it will say oh great i'll uh, I'll, I'll send the route to your phone and suddenly on your phone there's a buzz and you now see a, a diagram of your route if you got chromecast hooked up the tv will show you the route or show you the weather or show you your schedule that's like, the part i found interesting they were saying you could you basically can get visual responses to your phone and to your television, I'd, I'd want to see that in practice because it looked amazing in the demo. You know, he's putting up weather and routes and things like that. It, it, yeah, the, the setup for that, I'd, I'd want to see to, to make sure, like, you know, that, that actually works because I don't know about the idea of getting Google Home results on my television. I, I guess it could make sense. Like, you'd have to actually try it to see. If it's nearby, why not? Uh, this is actually the first time I've ever thought, now here's the reason why I would like to have Chromecast on every TV aside from, well, geez, it only costs 30 bucks. Why not? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the the other big thing I just have to mention, Andy, because I got I think it got the biggest cheer of the day. I'm not sure if that came across in the actual video, but was the was the announcement of Kotlin. So this probably means nothing to to most people, but for developers, it's basically there's been this language that was invented um, about five years ago by the company that actually you know built 
the, the core of Android Studio. And a lot of developers have started using it for Android development. And Google has never officially supported it. They've never unsupported it. They've never said don't use it, but they also haven't supported it. And so it's been in this weird limbo and people are like, should I use Kotlin, should I not? Developers get excited about new languages. It's, it's just very similar to the Swift transition, I guess, from Objective-C, except that, sorry, Objective-C fans, that Java's in a slightly better place. But the whole, then Google comes out and there, this was not leaked at all, which is really unusual for Google. And they just put up one slide. They're like, oh, by the way, Kotlin's now officially supported. Let's go to the next thing. And the developers are just like, Whoa. Yes. Because it's basically Google taking this language on and saying, this is now a first-party language for Android development. And I think that actually removes a lot of barriers. We've talked a lot about you know getting AI into the hands of more people and what are the barriers there. This removes, there's a huge stigma around Java you know, for development work. It's, it's, it's an old language. It's a clunky language. It's, a, it's very verbose. And going to, I guess, a more modern language like Kotlin, which is very similar to Swift, it actually predates it, funnily enough. I'm not sure how many Apple people know that. But it, yeah, it's something to get excited about. I won't go on about it, though. Well, before you get the bums rush, I know you got to get out of there. Uh, one last thing. Uh, we're not talking about Android O because they didn't talk about much about Android O, but they're saying to expect a release later this summer. And although it's been a developer re- release for a while, the beta f- is now uh, publicly available today. If you go to android.com slash beta, you yourself can install it on your own device. I would not suggest you do it on a device you rely on. Use it on last year's phone, but I'm definitely, di- I'm definitely, ch- I'm, when, I, uh, when I finish this, I'm going to choose the sacrifice lamb phone that is going to have android o on it because the demo was pretty swallowed it's been fun seeing both of you and i know i cut you mid-sentence but i will let you both close out and i would i'll close out the show but um yeah it's been fun i've, I've missed you guys i missed you guys yes. maybe Aww. so much <laughs> we've missed you too yes man i miss it all feels- the listeners listening um we've, we've had some people come up and say oh it's like it's kind of like we you know we were all friends and you left us too and i'm like i'm sorry <laughs> in, in honor of your of your maybe appearing uh, i actually i'm wearing, wearing my material suit but because i was out in public i had to wear it inside out because i'm not i, I can't wear a shirt with my own face on it without feeling like <laughs> Listen, everyone's saying I have no oh my god with that. i will there wear you go. my face everywhere. well you're adorable so you can get away with it <laughs> So we should awesome. we should we should close things out. Uh, I am and was Andy Notko. You can check me out on the Chicago Sun Times. I'll have my more methodical and thought out uh, reactions to the keynote on the Sun Times site. I'll be filing it late tonight. Let's see when the editors can get it up. Uh, but you can I'll have a link to it on my Twitter account, which is at Anatko. Uh, my Instagram is is also at Anatko, and you can check me out at anatko.com on my blog. Yes, and I'm at Rusty Shelf, and you can find me at Rusty Shelf on Twitter. Um, the other thing is. There is so much more to cover, obviously, with Google I.O. We've got many more shows. Don't worry, people. You'll hear a lot more about Google I.O. over the next coming weeks. Um, Also, show 100 is next week. Super excited for that. Send us an audio file if you want to send us personal tidings of of joy via our email. Uh, And maybe we'll – as long as they're not too filthy. Materialpodcast at gmail.com is the address you want to send us to. We'll, 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 listen, we'll listen to all of them, whether they're filthy or not. We <laughs> might not put them in the show if they're really filthy or if they make disparaging remarks about my appearance that are so fresh to me that their wounds are will run deep. You and now for a bit of nostalgia, Yasmin. Come on, give us, give us the closing. And I am at Yasmin Evian on Twitter, and you can find us. I guess you already gave all the information about finding us on the web. Um, but, hey, if you're, if you're actually from Google – if you're at Google I.O., Come over to Sandbox Dome E for some design reviews. Um, I'm yeah, doing this. will destroy your app. I will destroy it. and demolish your app. No, no, I'm kind. What did I'm you kind. code this with? Your feet? <laughs> well, this is not is bad. This, did your three-year-old do this? Is this 
Is this She'll be in a tight Java? t-shirt just Where, like Simon Cowell. Oh, sorry, we only review Kotlin apps. Uh, just kidding. This is um, Yasmin's on here on her own personal, non-Google affiliated way. All right. So anyways, if you are a Google I.O., come say hi. Uh, Domi, get some apps reviewed. At, uh, you're going to get some apps reviewed, Russell? Oh, uh, uh, yes. yes. Yes, I think you are. You're going sure. to get reviewed. I'm going to make some apps, and then I'm going to We're going to help you create greater user experiences. For your, for your users. So we're uh, excited. You turn to real excited. Yes, man. You know that? Hey, listen, this is our tagline. Don't be a dummy. Come to Domi. <laughs> okay. T-shirt. It was, it was vetoed. It was vetoed in the meetings, but I'm, I am trying to bring it up. I am trying to keep it alive. All right. Well, we're going to get kicked out of this meeting room, and I actually have to go complete some design reviews. So um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Until next time, stay in material. Thank <laughs> you.